the recreational vehicle businesses, it's an interesting business. There are all classes of recreational vehicles. On, on the one hand, they're the ones that uh, you or I might rent to go see the Grand Canyon. And then there's the ones that Dolly Parton drives around in. Brett Davis is the founder, president, and CEO of National Indoor RV Centers. And he handles all of them. He buys them, he sells them, he repairs them, he, he shelters them, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. It's great to be here. Yeah, the more I get into your business, it really is a varied business. I mean, it goes all the way from these little little Winnebago's, I guess, to these gigantic coaches that must cost a million dollars apiece. That's correct. For us, it's uh, oh, our lowest is probably somewhere in the mid-60s, and it goes all the way to a million and a half. Wow. Your business is... Uh, I would guess that it got a real boost, or the RV business in general, must have gotten a real boost during COVID. It it certainly did. I mean, uh, the industry peaked uh, last March or April, let's say. And from trough to peak, it saw a 48% increase, the largest increase in the history of the industry. And now we're starting to retrace some of that. Which is, I mean, it's sort of a, a, a cyclical business anyway. But but let's talk yes, about let's talk about uh, uh, National Indoor RV Centers because I, I guess one of the things is is it's appealing to buy one of these, especially I don't know retirees and empty nester. But when you take it home, I mean, it's not the kind of thing you can you can park on the on the driveway, and certainly not on the street. No, no, storage is one issue, and I would say. As important or more important than the name on the side of the coach is the dealer you purchased it from for after the sale service. Remember, this is a house that's bouncing down the road in earthquake conditions and gale force winds, and there are always repairs. And it takes a lot of fun out of it if it takes you eight, nine months to get into a service. Well, is is it kind of like buying a boat? Very much not quite as expensive as a boat. The gas mileage is a little better, but, yes, everything else is similar. But that's part of the cyclicality, too, is, is I think about it, is gasoline prices. And in particular, I would guess a lot of these run on diesel. And uh, fuel Correct. prices went up, and diesel went up along with it. Never seemed to come back down again. Did that cut into the market? No. Um, seen that a few times, and it just never does. The average coach owner will drive his coach 9,000 miles a year. If you go back, which I've done, and you look at the lowest cost of diesel in the last 15 years and the highest cost and do the math, the delta there is only $4,300 a year. With an average sales price of $423,000, a $4,300 a year swing in fuel doesn't make or break that decision yeah, by no, any means. You're right. I mean, if you can afford that, then you can probably afford the fuel bill. What about what about uh, EV? Uh, if Elon Musk can, can put out a, a semi-truck you know, truck, uh, trailer, a, a truck and trailer that uh, runs on electric electricity, I would guess you could do the same thing with an RV. Is anybody working on that? Not that I'm aware of, and I'll confess right up front, I... I drive a Tesla, so I, I'm i an EV user. I balance my footprint out with a 
class A diesel coach, I guess you'd say. <laughs> but uh, no, that will be interesting to see because the amount of storage that would be required for a battery to run not only the chassis but the entire house. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of space is left over to store as you travel the country. So tell me about the market for for uh, for these vehicles right now. Is this uh, is it as I said? Is it sort of empty nesters, uh, retirees? You know, our customers are across the board. Um, we have those that uh, have saved their life time. This is how they were going to retire. They were going to turn the country into their backyard. We have others who buy them for uh, tailgating, going to NASCAR, going to see grandma on the weekends. Uh, it really is across the board. The most, the most interesting thing I find, though, is Right now, 38% of our sales are the first-time, full-time buyers. Um, that that I have found very interesting. First time I understand, full-time buyers, what do you mean? They're buying their first coach, and they're buying it to live in it full-time. Really? Yes. Now to work from the road. That's fascinating. So tell me about the growth of the business. So you're based in Louisville, but I know you you and I are speaking today. You're in Las Vegas. Now you've got operations where in Nashville and in Washington, D.C. What's what's the rationale for for the locations you pick? Yes, Uh, we have facilities in Las Vegas, Phoenix, Dallas, Nashville, Atlanta and D.C., Virginia and we're continuing to build what I call a network of service centers in the travel patterns of coach owners. Mm-hmm. That's really what we're building out at National Indoor RV Centers. So the idea is that you can, I guess you you want to store and have maintenance on your coach somewhere close to where you live. So you got to be in po- near population centers? <clears throat> Well, when it comes to storage, um, yeah, 91% of our customers that store with us come from within a 20-mile radius. 93% of them are 10 years old and newer and above 30,000 pounds. So we use that criteria for our demographics of where to put our facilities for storage. When it comes to service, uh, no, you need service. You buy these things to travel, to turn the country into your backyard. And I have never been fortunate enough to break down in my own backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so you need service pretty much everywhere you go. And the objective is to build out a network where no one is more than 500 miles from us. The roadside assistance companies all tow unlimited up to 500 miles that's the rationale there and they tow into us or people limp into us every day so do you do you buy existing units and convert them to ownership or are you you building from the ground up as far as our facilities right well 
uh, we build from the ground up. We've only been fortunate enough to buy an existing building that fit our requirements one time. Um, there's a lot that goes into these that you know, we have to build from the ground up. So you've got to have massive. I mean, some of these, some of these. I mean, the million dollar, million and a half dollar units are just gigantic. You, your facilities must be enormous. Well, they are by uh, law. There is no coach over forty five feet in length, which is what most of these class A's are. And at all of our facilities, the one I'm at here in Vegas stores four hundred indoors. Um, four of the facilities are between 350 to 360. And then our Phoenix facility, with the addition that will be complete in April, that facility will house 900 units under roof. Wow. And, and you know what you're talking about. You've, you've been an RV owner for a good while, right? Yes, I purchased my first coach in 1985. Wow. Did you live it? Do you live in it? Do you live in yours? I sold the house in 2013, and I've lived full time in it, in my coach since 2013. Where do you, so do you? Where do you park it to live in? I mean, if you're in, if you're in, you know, in Louisville, in, in in the Dallas area, do you have a? Do you go to one of your facilities? Our first three facilities, I used to drive amongst them, but uh, now it's six facilities. Yeah. And travel demands. Now I pretty much live on Southwest Air, so when I'm in town, uh, my coach is parked in the back corner of our lot. And that is my home, and where all my belongings are. <laughs> and that's where the do you get mail delivery there? I do. <laughs> I do. It sounds like a fun life to me. Uh, you know, like I say, if it's good enough for Dolly Parton, it's good enough for me. Brett Davis is the founder, president, and CEO of National Indoor RV Centers. It's good to spend some time with you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.